Okay, this is um, my debut interview, um, so give us lots of mercy. I'm here with my friend, um, Shelly, and um, we recently met, I guess it, maybe about early December, yes. when I joined a dance class called Jazz to Perlesque at um, a local studio, local belly dancing studio, and Shelly was also in my class, and... Um, that little beeping sound that you hear in the back. Shelly's got annoying <laughs> bird <mambo>. Shelly's <laughs> got lots of pets here. Um, turtle, dog, bunny rabbit, bird. So if you hear any noises, you know, we're just <laughs> in the zoo here. It's okay. That's what I call it, the zoo. The zoo, there you go. And you've got um, five kids yes. too. Not all of them at home, some of them are grown. But um, yeah, so I understand that whole zoo, zoo mentality. But anyway, so Shelly and I met in the dance class, and um, I just was immediately drawn to, um, first, your skills, to be honest. Oh, You're a well, great, thank you. great dancer. Um, and then just your really positive um, experience, or er, er, attitude. Thank you know you. yeah you. and so just good energy and I'm and everybody in that class really is just fun and has, I love it I you know good it. positive energy and um, I was pretty nervous starting it um, never never having taken a dance class in my whole life I never did when I started either really yep both my parents work for the sheriff's office and uh, I had military background so when I wanted to do dance or gymnastics I got put into the junior deputy cadets club oh. <laughs> I had my own uniform I loved it of course it, I really did but I always wanted to do some kind of performing arts so wow that's crazy so so I do know that you are a belly dancer now and I guess yes. professional belly dancer I was I mean. a sword soloist at Bush Gardens for their summer nights um, I do seasonal work at the Bay Area Renaissance Festival where I dance with the Damzara Gypsies. I am the fire pot dancer and um, it's a wonderful group of people. I love those people so much. Generally, everybody in the dance community I meet is so warm and welcoming and it just it makes you want to be there and do it. I agree. Yeah. And like I said, um, the, the, bur the Jazz to Burlesque dance class was the first dance class I've ever taken I've always kind of wanted to but I, I never did and um, and then um, this year has been kind of like the you know break out of fears thing and I've been challenging yes. myself to do things that I want to do but I've been afraid to do and so I'm like all right I'm gonna go take this dance class and um, so encouraging and everybody is just like having fun and I mean, it just turns out great because yes. everybody's just joyful, you know, everybody's doing it. Everybody's supportive and happy and it's fun and it's something different to do. I actually have a really funny story about how I started dance. Oh, Always wanting to as a kid and never getting a chance to. Like you said, I have five beautiful children, three of which are adults now, two are home. And um, years ago, about seven, eight years ago, I was your typical soccer mom, took the kids to gymnastics and t-ball. And my husband said to me, I feel like you're losing yourself. And I told him, what do you mean? He goes, you're mommy. And I said, yes. He's like, no, you're Shelly. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm mommy. And he's like, you're stay-at-home mom. You do all these things for your kids. Why don't you do something for you? And I said, wow, no. that's a great he husband. Was. He's amazing. I love him. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm not going to take money and time away from the family. He's already gone because he's an over-the-road truck driver, only home on weekends. And um, he just kept pressing that I need to be me. You know, I can't lose me. And it honestly was getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, fine, I'll do something. <laughs> so I just thought,
about something, what's the craziest thing I could think of? <laughs> if I tell him I want t-ball, you know, it's everywhere. If I tell him I want drama, it's everywhere. So I'm like, well, I always wanted to dance. How about a belly dancer? There's no belly dancers in Florida. That's an oh, Egypt thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the next week he Googled it. He found a class that was 20 minutes away and he goes, there you go. And I'm like, oh, man, no, I have to do this. I took one class and I was hooked. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't want to do anything. I was happy being mommy. But now I found out I can be mommy and Shelly. For sure. Yeah. And um, that that's definitely necessary because I think that's like a great lesson right there that we do need to be people and women or, you know, or men, if you're a man, you know, in your yeah. relationship, you still have to be like a person and, um, you know. That's funny because this this podcast thing is just kind of a thing that I want to do, and I don't know even what will come of it. If like three <laughs> people are going to listen to it, I have no idea. But it's just something that I want to do for myself. Yeah. I want the challenge of it, and I want to figure it out myself. And and um, I'm a little technically challenged, so we'll see. I am too, so I can't help you with any of that. Well, it's funny because my <laughs> husband's actually um, an IT guy; like he knows everything. But I don't want to ask him, and it's not a prideful thing. It's I want to figure it out myself. This is just one of those things I want to figure out myself. So I might have to ask him. But <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the yeah. same way. My youngest, my youngest son, not my youngest child. He it started his very first day of high school today. Aww, yeah, it is the first day of high school mm -hmm. here. Or I mean, of school so for everyone. Last yeah. year, he took this advanced IT class that uh, 200 and some kids signed up for. It was extremely hard. Only 19 passed it. Wow. My son was one of them. He has an actual certificate, an IT certificate, like an actual, he's passed this program that yeah. you and I could take on the computer. Yeah, it's like not a professional school. take. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's doing weird stuff that he knows I don't know about computers. <laughs> yeah. I came home the other day and my screen was flipped side, upside down. Not the screen itself, but everything on the screen was flipped upside down. And oh. I'm like, Jason, <laughs> help me. Yeah. I know it's, it's, the kids definitely can run around the uh, technology a little better than, than we can now. Yes. So, okay. So yes, you have five kids. Yes. Brad is your husband who is, um, as you said, an over the road truck driver. Um, you were born and raised in Florida. Yes. A true Floridian. Okay. Most people are not. My husband is as well. Hey, wow. That's great. And so naturally you love mermaids and scoop diving mm -hmm. and sharks yes. and uh, the beach yes. and um, all kinds of things um, that are, you know, Florida-ish, Florida-ish, um, and uh, all that goes with that. And I see lots of um, pictures on your Facebook and things of, you know, going to the beach and, and all your different activities and everything. Yes. Grew up not literally on a boat, but my parents had a boat and we always went to the islands and just love the water the whole mermaid thing is really big right now yeah but it when is. i got into it it wasn't that big uh -huh. i was making my own tails and i bought one of the first ones it was probably about the time i started dancing it was seven eight years ago mm -hmm. and right after that it really hit but mm -hmm. I was one of the first ones to get the actual swimming tails and got the Original children. mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I even got to go down in Wikiwachi Springs, the mermaid thing. Oh, yeah, that's I cool. I was getting a job there. I found out I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. But I knew uh, a scuba diver instructor that would take people down there. 
and I we got to go down there and perform in the theater, not oh, for an cool. audience, you right? Because it was mm-hmm. still like kind of like a training thing. But they have underwater air pockets. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can put your head in the air pockets, and and you can see and hear the people sitting in the audience. And I just thought that would be the most amazing job that I never got to do. Oh <laughs> man! Started a family early, but no regrets there. I'd have yeah. a million more kids if I could. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I started my family early too. Um, my husband and I got married at 19, um, and I was thinking about this the other day because our anniversary is coming up, and I'm like, I don't know if I would recommend that, but yet <laughs> I really wouldn't. Like, I think there's benefits to it, yeah. you know, as well because you kind of grow up with your kids, and here we are, like 45 and like semi-retired and like touring the world. So yep, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah, so you know, there's advantages to it. I mean, I feel like. Maybe I would have a little more um, wisdom and redo some things in raising them just because I didn't know any better. But, um, you know, nothing terrible. But, uh, yeah. but um, you know, just uh, maybe I would have done a few things differently. But um, I have found that most of the time we're doing much better than we think we are. You know, as moms and yeah. as dads, we're doing much better than we think we are. I've always hard been very ourselves. confident in my parenting yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like you said, there's little things here and yeah. there, but I think I did a good job, and I Yay. think my kids would agree. Yeah, me too. My, my kids agree too. So um, so you had, um, so we know dancing was not in the plan, but that but that came. You wanted to, you know, have a, um, a family, mm-hmm. and um, so that was kind of part of the journey. And um, these detour podcasts, uh, they're going to all be about these detour moments that we have in life as we're going along our journeys and our paths and and we have our, you know, we've got our house or we've got our marriage and we've got Mm -hmm. our kids and we're just being the soccer mom going along or whatever and then you sort of have these detour moments that you then have to decide, okay, now what? This wasn't in the plan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what? Tell us about your detour moment. Well, luckily my husband was home. I was doing a dance show that night, and I had this amazing dance show. My youngest daughter was a part of it, and I came home. I was super excited. Everybody went to bed. Um, let's see. How, how do you really say this? My husband found a lump. Mm. and asked me hey did you know this was here and I said no and I could feel it I could totally feel it and he's like how do you not know that that's there and I said well I never thought to check and he's like maybe you should go check this out and it was August and um how many years ago was this this was 2015 2015 August in 2015 so I waited about I don't know how many, four or five days, because mm-hmm. school was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. And it was my son's birthday, and there's no way I was going to go to the doctors and worry everybody for nothing, because I knew it was nothing. Mm-hmm. So I waited for them to go to school. I went to, um, didn't really have a primary care doctor. I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get sick. I don't have surgeries. I've never broken a bone. I've never had a cavity, so I didn't have wow. a doctor. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I uh, didn't have insurance either, mind you. So I went to this walk-in clinic by my house. The lady seemed very concerned. Mm. Now, I wasn't even 40 yet. Mm. So they say get mammograms starting at age 40. Well, it should probably be a little younger than that. (laughs) So she sent me right to get an ultrasound. And uh, the ultrasound person seemed a little concerned as well. Couldn't really tell me anything, so they'd give the findings back to the, the doctor that I saw. 
So I get a call from the doctor and they're like, well, we're not going to say it's anything bad, but we're still concerned. We're going to send you to get a biopsy. Well, I went to get the biopsy. The doctor that I met in Spring Hill is a wonderful, by the way, I totally recommend him as a surgeon and a person. He's a wonderful person. Uh, I don't know if I can say his name. Um, yeah, okay. sure. His name is Dr. Kevin Palmer in Spring Hill. He's a wonderful person and a surgeon. Anyway, so he talked to me about this. We had the biopsy done. I haven't told anybody, nobody. The only person that knew was my husband. Mm. Went home that night, got dressed for Taekwondo because I just started taking classes with my kids. So I'm a little white belt and they're higher than me. <laughs> so we go to Taekwondo and, and you know, I'm kind of running funny because the one side of me hurts. So, uh... Uh, the coach, Master Regis, you know, he comes over and he's like, are you okay? And I told him what's going on. And he's like, wow, you have determination. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I know this is nothing. Mm-hmm. So we pack up and go on vacation to Daytona Beach. And everything is fine. I get this phone call while I was on the balcony of the hotel with my mom and my sister and my kids. And my doctor says, I need you to be prepared. It came back positive. You have cancer. Well, of course, oh, I didn't tell anybody. So I wasn't about to react. So there's my you mom were able to right hold there. That I held that together. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, great. So I'll see you in a couple days. I'm on vacation. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, she, she didn't hear me. Right. He was yeah. generally concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He told me later he was generally concerned because yeah. I wasn't about to say anything. My mom uh-huh. is a good detective. Uh-huh. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'll call you. I'm at Daytona. I'll call you. And I hang up the phone. Sure enough, my mom was like. That was odd. What was that about? And I'm like, oh, friends having an issue. And you have no big deal. So I uh, went back in the room, grabbed up all the kids. And I'm like, let's go to the beach. Let's go down and play in the waves. Daytona Beach is loud with waves. So we yeah, all get in the water. Mm-hmm. They start fussing. And I'm bawling my eyes out. The waves are hitting my face. No one can see me or hear me. And that's how I dealt with it. Wow. Yeah. That, um, wow. And talk about just that detour moment that there you are on vacation with your family and again not expecting you know that news and then you just have to try to hold it together hold it together so what did you kind of tell yourself in that moment just okay this is going to be nothing but obviously you're reacting Mm -hmm. i'm going to take action and i did as soon as i got home contacted um the the surgeon um, lucky enough to have a family member that owns a couple doctor's offices. One of them's a primary, and the other one is a plastic surgeon. And just that time, miraculously, because like I said, I never had insurance. Mm. Miraculously, mm-hmm. Brad's job said, we're up for open enrollment. Do you want to sign up for insurance? Wow. It was literally in that time. So it was, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, mind you, it's a lot of money. It's hundreds of dollars a week. For treatments and... for Just for the insurance. Oh, just to have just the insurance. Just to have the insurance, which is why we didn't have it before, because family would be 400 a week at a month. Wow, wow. So um, yeah. we ended up just, you know, we got the insurance, thank goodness, by the grace of God. I don't know how it came up at that time. I don't believe in accidents, so <laughs> yeah. It's, so. yeah, by the grace of God is yes. what I say, but yeah, literally. Yes. Yeah, so I got just, insurance, yeah. went right to action. Um, I basically told my doctor what I wanted to do. I was like, let's get this done. I want it cut out. We're going to do this as soon as possible. He's like, do you, do you want to take time to think about it? I'm like, no, the more What's time I think, think about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah, September 25th, 2015, I had a bilateral mastectomy. 
Mm-hmm. And because of my aunt and my wonderful plastic surgeon, I had uh, reconstruction started at the very same time. Oh. So when I woke up, I looked like I had little A's instead of nothing. So it wasn't so detrimental on me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. took a while to tell family. Yeah. It was really hard to tell family. It was really hard to tell my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to keep it like positive, like this is what's going on. These things happen. We're going to take action. I'm going to take medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not feel very well. I'm going to lose my hair. And, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. And that is um, one of the things, you know, right off the bat in um, dance class, you know, when I first met you, you had um, a scarf on, I think, the first the first day and I was like okay maybe she's going through some treatment or something but you know I was like I'm not gonna like be like hey what's your deal you know right <laughs> off the bat <laughs> but I'm like you know this will this will come out and um and then I think um it was a couple classes you know in yeah. and you were you were hot so you hot. got hot and you're like is anybody uncomfortable if I take my scarf off, you know? And then, so she just, you know, dances out there with her little bald head. Yep. And I'm like, well, I don't care, you know, make yourself comfortable. I didn't want to freak anybody out. Yeah. Some people might feel weird about that. And in 2015, I was very self-conscious about that. I didn't let anybody see me. Nobody, not even my husband, not uh, my yeah. kids. I always had a hat on. I had this really thin material hat, you know, not always the, the thick ones. Yeah. But, like, no one would see me, and I was so self-conscious, but I, I got over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I'm, I can imagine that you would have to at some point be, because all those wigs and everything, I just can imagine. They're hot. They're hot, and then you would just be like, okay, enough of this, you know? <laughs> enough of this. Y'all are going to just have to deal with it like I'm dealing with it, so <laughs> get over it kind so of So I recovered from my surgery. My anniversary was right after that, and I still couldn't pick my arms up over my head. My anniversary's 104 because when I was thinking about it, my husband let me take control of the wedding, which is amazing. I had a themed wedding. I love Renaissance, so it was mm-hmm. a Renaissance-themed wedding. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pick 104, October 4th, because he's a truck driver, and he'll oh, never forget great. the anniversary. 104, good buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that our anniversary that year, he kind of took care of me, and you know, by Halloween I was doing okay. And November first, I started chemo, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't think I had to because I had everything removed. So that was hard for me to wrap my head around. Nobody had said the word chemotherapy to me oh, until okay. I was healed. So is and I'm 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 not familiar with this procedure or you know treatment or anything either so is the chemotherapy to like keep the cancer cells at bay is that the idea of why even though the tumor is removed you would be having chemo is that they wanted to do chemo first and i wanted to just cut it out of me first Uh so i figured once it's gone i'm done and they said that do you know how small a cell is Mm -hmm. one single cell left behind can grow so they took lymph nodes and my margins were clear you know Mm -hmm. um they really didn't discuss stages. They said it was maybe between a one and a two. Mm-hmm. And two being only because the size of the tumor. And I can't remember the size. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller than a golf ball, but definitely around a golf ball size. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, they're the really recommending doing it because if one cell escaped. Okay, fine, we'll do it. So they put me on the strongest stuff in the world. Mm. It's uh, called adriamycin and mm. cytosine toxin Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, I was really sick. I had uh, six doses. You can only get 12 in a lifetime because apparently that'll kill you in itself. Wow. So I had six doses and it was once every three weeks. Wow. My mom drove me to and from because it made me really sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. They give you all these steroids. You don't eat very well. You don't feel very well. But I ended up gaining 60 pounds. Go figure. <laughs> Isn't that the curse of womanhood? Yes. This is like yeah. a, it's like you're like I don't disease. I don't eat and, and makes and you I, blow up. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. You're like only I could gain 60 pounds not eating food. Yeah, I know. I know, right? It's not crazy. It's a common story. Yeah. It's not the Hollywood story that you think, but once you know people with cancer and you hear their stories, it's mm-hmm. very common that you gain weight. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe the steroid. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I know steroids. And the inactivity definitely. as well. Yeah, I'm eating right. less, but I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, and that must have been hard for you because you're a pretty active person. Like, even now, like, I, I say, like, you are living with cancer. Like, sometimes you are sharing things on Facebook, and I'm like, man, Shelly, I'm exhausted watching you. Like, I'm, like, got a fully functioning body, you know, that's not doing anything else but keeping me going. And uh, I am tired looking at all your activities. I worked the Florida State Renaissance Festival as Michelle, the fire pot gypsy and the Demzara gypsies while going through this. Wow. I started chemo November 1st and I finished it February 29th. Yes, the 29th. It uh-huh. was one of those years. Please People here. always look at me like, really? I'm like, yes. And uh, the Renaissance Festival is February through March, sometimes mm-hmm. the beginning of April. So I would do shows go backstage, wear a mask, because everything is outside. There is no inside. It's dusty, oh, and there's people right. everywhere. Yeah. Wear mm-hmm. a mask, lay down in the uh, trailer that we use to carry things in. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a trailer. Tra- it's, I don't know. It's a pull-behind-your-car trailer. I lay down there, sleep, throw up, do what I got to do, and get up and do another show. Wow. Because I was determined not to let this take over my life. Your life, yeah. And I'm 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 gonna ask you. I guess I would guess, just knowing you for a little while, that it the dancing just does bring you joy. Yeah, um, very and, much. And um, I'm all I'm all about like positive things. Like I think I think you know we can't stick our head in the sand and pretend like things aren't going on. But like you said, you know, take the action. Yes. And then keep living yes. and keep putting that positive energy around yourself and keep you know speaking life into your life yes you know um and using positive words and and so you are living with Mm -hmm. cancer um you are raising your family you are still dancing and doing these things sometimes you know you'll have your treatments and you'll come to dance class and you might have to say okay i gotta sit down for a a minute (laughs) i gotta sit down but hey like to be honest without the bald head i would just be like oh she's tired you know what i mean like I feel the same way some days where I'm just like, I don't even have anything to complain about. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired today. I gotta sit down, you know. There's uh, times I don't want to go because yeah. it takes 45 minutes to drive there, and I just don't feel good. And yeah. I had a long day, and and but I make myself go because when I get there, I think, why am I here? And by the time class is over, I'm smiling. I I literally feel better, better. and yeah. I'm just glad I went. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I love going, but that's kind of how I feel about the gym, and I don't go. It's like, if I can get <laughs> myself there, so if I can get myself there, I always feel better. I'm like, oh, I should do this tomorrow, and then tomorrow's like, oh, I don't want to. Yes. Um, 
I started doing yoga at home though, so by doing yoga, I mean I've done five <laughs> things. I can't do yoga. To a video, it's hard. I think yoga is very hard. Yes. So I'm actually kind of enjoying it because I've actually I thought it was just going to be a whole bunch of like stretchy, you know, like oh, like like non strenuous challenge, non strenuous <laughs> workouts, and and um, now I'm doing this little video yeah. to. Um, like on Amazon Prime, there's like a 30 day challenge free one, you know, and um, so I put it on, and it thankfully it's it's only like 15 minutes, so just about the time that I'm like, holy crap, I can't do this anymore. It's pretty much over. And I I'm end like, up usually just oh. watching it, and I'm tired. And <laughs> That's I'm what I do to regular exercise videos, but I'm actually liking the yoga. I don't know why, um, but I'm actually like I'm actually it's a liking challenge. That. Like I should be able yeah. to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah, and my arms hurt, and my legs hurt, and the girl. <laughs> tricks me into planks like she'll be like okay i don't know all the names but you know come yeah. down into jasonache or whatever it's called <laughs> yeah. you know and then i'm like this is a plank and then she's like let me tell you about this next move we're gonna do and we're like holding the plank as she tells us what the next move is you know and so i'm i'm like you are tricking me into planking for like five minutes you know so uh it's um it, it's it's good though but it is helping me stretch out a lot good. and, and yes. yeah i feel i feel kind of a little bit stronger you feel so, better about yourself yeah you yeah, just yeah. Get your butt up and do it exactly <laughs> get your butt up and do it exactly so okay so beep that was not an answering machine that was the bird <laughs> i don't know if you guys heard that but beep well that was a small bump in my road yeah i have a bigger bump you have a bigger bump i have a bigger the, bump. <laughs> the, the breast cancer is not the is not the big detour well no it is okay it is but like i said february 29th i'm done with chemo i'm done healing after my surgery and then I get to have something called exchange surgery because every week I would go to the plastic surgeon and they would inject my expanders that they okay. put in there. And I wanted to look like I did before. So I got them kind of big. And uh, now I'm regretting it because they're just in the way. But, uh, <laughs> so every week I'd get so this you done. Had a, wait, so just so we're clear, you had two breast surgeries because you said in the beginning the plastic surgeon gave you kind of like A's. Yes. Okay, and so now you're getting actual breast implants to kind of mimic what you had before. Yes. Okay. Um, I had but the, you were like, let's go a little bigger. Yeah, right? My husband's like, yeah. <laughs> let's go bigger. So the expanders were placed in time of um, my double mastectomy, which is called a bilateral. Mm -hmm. So they were placed there. They got inflated like a balloon, but they wanted me healed from chemo and healthy. So it was April. I went in for exchange surgery. That was the best. That was the best day because tissue expanders feel like two cement bricks or a uh, cement internal bra is the way oh. I would describe it. So uncomfortable. They don't move. It just hurts. It always feels like you're wearing a metal bra that's just soldered to your body. Oh, man. So. <laughs> that has to be terrible because I don't know about you, but isn't like when you take your bra off at the end of the day, like the uh, best part of the yes. whole day, you just whip that thing off on your armpit and you're like, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so that was my last um, surgery at that point. I was on medication called tamoxifen. I take it every day, take it for about five to seven years, you know. I am recovered. I got to ring my little bell. Um, in recovery, so happy. 13 months went by. Now we got a whole year later, so I'm at the Renaissance Festival again. And I get sick. 
And I go to the doctors, oh, you must have bronchitis. Um, I'm an ex-smoker. I don't smoke anymore. I never was a big smoker either. Mm -hmm. I never really smoked around family. I could go days without, but I did smoke. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can't breathe, and I'm like, all right, I got bronchitis. Go to the doctors. Yeah, you got bronchitis. You know, do the Bratz diet, stay hydrated. So I go back to work, and, and my fellow gypsies notice I'm not as energetic, um, out of breath, can't breathe. I ended up going to the doctor five times. Wow. Finally, the last time, I said, can we do something else? I'm at the point where I was teaching my kids sign language. Because well, you're so breathless. Yes, I did water. I did, you know, thank you, please. Um, I got my daughter's name, Jazzy. You know, it just little things for their education, too. We almost had fun doing it. You know, I mm -hmm. just thought I was sick. I really didn't think it was a problem. So, but I it's severe them, enough that you're literally having to sign language with your kids. I yeah. would really have to take a breath after sweeping, wow. after walking to the bathroom. So I begged the doctor the last time, please, can we do something else? Whatever, it, you know, the antibiotics aren't working. The um, butyrol, like, breathing machine isn't working. Getting a little out of breath now because I, sometimes I have lung problems. Mm -hmm. But um, so they did it. They said, okay, well, you're going to go for an x-ray. I went to the x-ray. The lady's eyes about popped out of her head, and she says, sit down. Do not leave the office. Someone's going to contact you. So instantly, I thought, oh, gosh, this What's is this? not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the doctor calls me within a couple of minutes and says, we're sending you an ambulance. You have a completely collapsed lung. We don't know how you're standing up straight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Your whole lung was collapsed. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was collapsed, and it was so bad, the outside of how, the lung. How in the world did they not know that just from listening to they you breathing? They listened to me every time I went. I don't know. Huh. All but right, it you was, medical people, yeah. explain that one to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to the hospital. Yeah, completely collapsed lung. Everybody it looked like a, an episode of ER, the way people were using the words stat and moving quickly. I had no wait time. It was the best doctor's visit I, you know. <laughs> You're like, here's a plus. <laughs> Every time I've been to the hospital, I was having a baby, and you think that would be, you know, fast. I still make you wait for that, but I had no waiting. I was like, VIP. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. You're like, this is cool, but kind of not. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I insisted on not having an ambulance. I drove myself to the hospital against everybody's drove wishes. Drove yourself to the hospital. I wanted that time to call people. Yeah. I called Brad, um, my husband, and I said, look, this is what's going on. He's like, do you need me to cut my trip short and come home? And, you know, I, I don't want to tell him what to do. I don't want to worry him. I wanted him there. So I was like, no, I think I'll be okay. But if you're asking me if I want you here, yes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think I'll be okay. And so I called my oldest daughter. And uh, she came right there. She was by my side the whole time. They um, gave me a chest tube. Mm. Um, I didn't really have medicine because it was so fast. Like, literally, I came in and they're like, bam, we can't believe you're walking around. You, you're you Wonder Woman. Nobody can do this. People were coming in to look at me. I felt kind of like a, a circus sideshow because wow. here's the lady that was walking around with a completely collapsed lung on the right side. It pushed into my heart. My heart was pushing into my left lung. Wow. So they do this chest tube. They can't get it in. Uh, the lady's like, I've never seen so much muscle around your chest area. And I'm thinking, that's because I'm a belly dancer. Yeah, that's all that undulation or whatever yeah. it's called, right? So yeah. she had to call another surgeon <laughs> down. Those booby muscles. <laughs> so she had to call another surgeon down. And um, he got the chest tube put in. So now I got two holes put in me. Oh, my. And, um, yeah, so I had this little box. I called it my purse. It was in the hospital for like 12 days. Um, every other day, the doctor. And what, was it taking out fluid? Yeah, it was taking out fluid. Okay. And they were just 
testing the fluid. They were mm-hmm. testing my blood. Um, they took my history. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctor would come in and say, you know, I think this is cancer. And it freaked me out. Um. Oh, no, you know. And then, you know, lung cancer? Like, how can I win the cancer lottery twice? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, your tests came back. And it's negative. Nothing in your blood shows you have cancer. Oh, great. So here comes the oncology doctor again. I grew to hate his face. <laughs> I love him now. He saved yeah. my life. But yeah. at the time, I just wanted to, like, shut up because I think it's cancer. We're going to test again. So now I'm all worried. Oh, no, I have cancer. And then it comes back. Everything was negative. A couple days later, he's like, we want to take a lung biopsy. There's a spot. It's very small. It looks like a normal spot, but we want to take the spot. Oh, so now I'm worried again. I have horrible veins and stuff, and and they keep popping. Um, Yeah. The fluid just keep popping. Yeah. So they come in with this machine, and they put this uh, ultrasound machine on my arm, and they do a really deep down IV to give me waking sedation. Uh Oh. Yeah. So they wheel me in, and I'm in the CT thing upside down. There's a nurse at my arms. The doctor comes in to do his little biopsy. He's rubbing the whatever it is, iodine, whatever, cleaning my back. And the nurse goes, oh, no. Her IV popped. She's not getting any medicine. Oh, no. The doctor says, well, I'm here already. Hold her hand. Shut up. I'm serious. No wonder you wanted to punch his face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this was a different doctor. Oh, okay. The one that kept saying you have cancer, you don't. You do, you don't. You do. That was enough to drive me insane. Yeah. So So now you had to have this biopsy basically with with no pain medicine. Oh, my gosh, Shelly. Yikes, we're all wincing. Yeah. (laughs) So they tell me it's going to take about a week for labs and pathology, whatever the, you know, terminology is. So I'm I'm just going to put this out of my head. By this time, my fluid was reduced to the point they said you can go home. So a couple days later, you know, they go to pull out the chest tube, which hurts, by the way. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I'm all ready to go home, call my husband. The kids are so happy. Mommy's coming home. I'm, like, so thrilled. Doctor comes in and says, I just knew it. It's cancer. Oh, I just And that's knew. the way he said it. He was like, I was right. He walks out of the room. Oh. Now, my family's on their way. It's a happy moment. I internalize everything. I don't like to show my emotions. I don't like to tell everybody how I feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pushing this down. I'm pushing this down. And all of a sudden, all these nurses run in. You can't hide anything from us. You've got monitors all over your chest. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's wrong? So it I comes told out them. Some yeah. Way. yeah. I told them what's wrong. The doc, another doctor came back with, I guess, an anxiety pill for me because I was really freaking out. Uh-huh. I just swallowed this darn pill. Aim walks my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, everything's fine. They crawl up on the bed. You know, let's, let's pack up and get ready. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to tell my husband first. Not right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll ease into the rest of the family. So <laughs> here comes his doctor again. <laughs> his head and oh good your family's here you told me you have cancer right oh my gosh this guy you still see him and you like him now no oh okay i was gonna say have we fired him yet he saved my life with his persistence so i love him now okay i see not enough to have him be my doctor okay uh, i see what you're saying right you You okay all right (laughs) it took a while to come to that conclusion okay there's a lesson for you people yes so I just spent the next couple of days, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose a lung. My uh, husband's grandfather lost a lung and lived so many years on one lung. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then it comes back, no, it's breast cancer. 
in my lungs. I'm like, what? Breast cancer in your lungs. Yes. It can move from its original spot. Mm. I also have a spot in my liver, a spot on my spine that threatened my walking and bathroom abilities, and a spot in you know my lungs, my liver, my abdomen, and my spine. So that was a lot to take. It was all breast cancer. Yeah. And this was when? This was April of uh, 17. So, so last had, April. Yeah. I had so just about months. a year ago. Mm-hmm. So just about a year ago. Okay. So I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, how I could get cancer twice. Now it's lung cancer. And then I find out it's another spot and it's breast cancer and I'm just confused. So we go in. I found the doctor that I really wanted the first time, but my insurance didn't accept it. Meanwhile, we changed insurances, and now I can get the doctor I really wanted. I just felt drawn to her. Mm-hmm. She has my mom's name, mm-hmm. and I just, I, this is the doctor I wanted. Mm-hmm. So she's explaining things, and she just casually says, you know, she's, she's very encouraging, but she's going over the computer, and she mentions blah, 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 bisectomy, da, 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 13 months later, stage four, blah, blah, blah. excuse me? Stage, stage four. four. Oh. So that, that, was, that was a hit in the head. Yeah. So, and yeah. that was that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And now you're still continuing treatments. Yes. And you're still still dancing. Still dancing. Still taking the kids still around. Still belly dancing. Still going to the beach. Still mermaiding. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be on chemo forever. Because yeah. Because my type of breast cancer is called triple negative, so it's not fed by hormones, and I can't do immunotherapy. And I'm learning a lot. I didn't know anything medical. So if anybody medical is out there listening and I say something wrong, please forgive me. This is just, you know, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So um, because it's triple negative and that has the least treatment options, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's chemo forever, basically. So yeah. every three, I live three months to three, month, three months at a time. Mm-hmm. Every three months I have a PET scan and they you know i see if i have progression i think i see if it's stable at one point in time um it was a year and a half ago yeah this april will be two years at one point in time i think last june my pet scan came back everything was gone except one tiny spot in my lungs i was so happy mm-hmm. well it's chemo's like antibiotics yeah. you can't take it long your body will reject yeah, yeah. React so to it, yeah. three months later, bam, it's everywhere again. Ugh. And I've got it to go away everywhere except my lungs. Mm-hmm. My lungs has really been the kicker. Yeah. Until a couple of months ago, um, started getting some headaches. I was losing my words. I got a scan and it moved to my brain. Mm-hmm. That was scary. Yeah. So I had to do one treatment of radiation. It was just one massive treatment called radio... I don't remember. Radio something. Radio something. Surgery. It said surgery, which freaked me out, but it wasn't surgery, luckily. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. it was just a one dose, and it was a long time. And um, they put your face in a cage, bolted to a table. It was not fun at all. Oh, I remember this. They had to make, like, a cast for your It looked like something fate. out of a horror movie. Yeah. It was a little Hannibal Lecterish. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. And you're it just was. like, how could I be even more beautiful? Let's slap <laughs> on a Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been too shy about this because I want to like yeah. help people, and sometimes it's hard to talk to family and friends. So mm-hmm. I just put it out there and say, "This is what I'm going through. If you're going through something like this too, you know, I'm here for you. If you're not, hey, cheer up. Your life could be worse." <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I will, I will say to you, like sometimes, you know, I mean, and I think, you know, pain is pain, and it's comparative, and and challenges are challenges, and so you know, it's 
it's not a contest, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. But I will say that, you know, one thing I do like about Facebook is I, I go on there and I, I see encouragement and I've kind of weeded out anybody who's super negative because I just, ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but sometimes, you know, it just does give you that perspective of like, man, you know, things could be worse. Like, yes. things could be worse. And in a moment, you know, things can change. Yep. And the day before, you know, yesterday can be different than tomorrow, yes. you know. And so, um, for me, that's just a good reminder, you know, to just live each day the best that you can. Um, be positive, you know, yes. help people if you can and, and that kind of thing. And don't sweat the small stuff, you know. And sometimes that's we what forget. My says all the time. Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. So, kind I, of, that's kind repeat of, what he says next, but okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do we need to bleep it? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I've been thinking the, the whole time? Bird. Like the bird is like, bleep, bleep. I swear we don't have potty mouths <laughs> and we're not in a submarine. <laughs> That's just the bird making the beep, beep sound. So um, there we go. Beep. Anyways, um, but what I was going to kind of ask is so this, and this might seem like a, a crazy question, but I do really think, um, and, and someday I'll share kind of what I think was our family's detour moment. And one thing that I... Um, Oh, after some time passed, because um, you don't really always see this stuff right in the middle of it. But after some time passed, I kind of looked back and realized the although the thing we went through was hell, and I didn't know how we we're going to get through it. Um, there were positives. Mm -hmm. There were positives that came out of that. I don't know if I call this a positive, but yeah. <laughs> so, so what what things have what perspective has this? given you or what if you I know positive is a stretch yeah. um but what maybe has changed that you think is um better well um my family's very close we always have been really close in distance and in relationships nobody's ever like ignoring people we we don't use bad words we don't my big thing is you know say what you mean don't don't say it to be mean say what you mean yeah. don't bluff yeah. So we always, you know, I love you all the time. We talk about our days. Um, so I can't say we're closer. I mean, uh -huh. I don't know, maybe we are, but we were always super close to begin with. But it did teach me that I can't be, I don't even know how to put this. I was kind of like superwoman at home. Not really. I don't want to really brag, but you know, the type of parent that does everything for their kids Uh huh. because yeah. I was a stay at home mom. I kind of felt like it's my job to do the laundry. It's my job to cook dinner. Uh -huh. And I got really sick. And then I realized as my older kids, I love you, got older, <laughs> uh -huh. they weren't very self uh, sufficient. Yeah. Uh -huh. My daughter's calling me, you know, how do I make this? And my son's like, mommy, how do I work the washing machine at 18? And I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, that, that this is not very good. So <laughs> I um I totally relate to that because my kids are older too. And again, like you you do all these different things, and then you realize, like you think you're just doing your job or that you're even helping them, um, but sometimes you're kind of like handicapping them yeah. because at some point they've got to do it on their own, and um, we we aren't gonna always be able to do everything for them you know at some point they're going to move out and yep. you know we're not going to you know be right there all the time and of course you know they can they can call or or, or whatever but at some points you know they're going to build their own self-esteem yes. and to build their own like 
I can do this mm-hmm. attitude. Um, they have to do these they things. They have to do it. And right? they have to find success and sometimes failure, you know, at things to um, move forward. That was hard for me to yeah. learn because I, I almost feel like quality control. Put the mop down, I can yeah. do it better. Just yeah. make it more work yeah. for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so now my younger ones have more chores than my older ones did. Um, I'm sure my older ones will remember this wrong and think I'm saying this wrong. But um, <laughs> They're going to be like, Mom, what are you talking about? You were a slave driver. <laughs> but yeah, no, my kids, they, they do the floor. They do the laundry. My son mows the lawn. They know how to do their own laundry. My daughter is 12, and she cooks the most amazing omelet. She makes cakes from scratch. Like, uh, she is learning to cook food. Wow, that's, that's and do awesome. do your own laundry. Yeah. Um, I love my oldest daughter, and one time when I was sick with maybe bronchitis or a headache, she did laundry for me when she was about her age, and my bathroom was black and white zebra, and she washed my black towels and straight bleach. Love her, love her. But <laughs> that was my fault. I never taught her. Right, right. And so, you don't know what you don't know, right? So I'm yeah. teaching them to be to help around the house because they live here, and it's part of their. I don't pay them. Right. You yeah. Know, we part of being here. a family. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it's part and of being then, a family. Yeah. So hopefully they can learn these life skills a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's and a just being—that's for sure. And then just being able to, um, you know, let let go of that control. I mean, I can imagine that's hard to do. That's hard <laughs> to do. I can imagine that that's tough because, like, you're—you can't control anything. Oh, you can't control what's happening to your body. You can. Yes. You can be. You can be in action as mm-hmm. you said in the beginning do all the things that you can do and even when you're doing all the things that you can do sometimes it's not getting the the result so yes. <laughs> so that you're trying for um so that is um probably i guess that little lesson on that we all need is we're just not in control as much as we think we are yeah you know? and take pictures which i always have i'm a picture fanatic so that's but be in, the pictures. be in the picture that's yes. a lesson i learned i a never few was years. and well right because we're usually behind the camera yes. or we're just like oh i'm a mess I don't i'm taking a picture today. of you yeah take the yeah. yeah a friend of mine that became a grandma um taught me that lesson a few years ago she was playing on the floor with her new grandbaby her daughter wanted to take a picture of her baby with her mother and the mom my friend was protest oh no I look a mess don't don't get me and I look horrible and she's like mom (laughs) this is my child with her grandmother don't Mm -hmm. you dare steal that from me and she said and ever since I just thought I don't have the right right I don't have the right to to rob people of that you know and so that always stuck with me too and now Mm -hmm. I'm in pictures I don't remember the specific story I don't remember where it came from but it was just like what you said I heard something like that and it clicked like whoa I need to be in these pictures not just taking just not just taking them so there you go there's another lesson Mm -hmm. okay so um we're gonna wrap up because I don't even know how long we've been talking but um it's been (laughs) good um and so hopefully you're still listening you're very easy to talk oh thank you so are you this is um yeah We've just been chitty chatting. So, so let's do a little travel. Let's do a little travel because this podcast, I love to travel. And so we're kind of always going to have sort of a little travel theme with it, with the whole, you know, detour journey, little play on words. And um, what I found was so funny was on the way to Shelly's house today, <laughs> I was trying to find um, her house. And it's the first time I've been here. I had the GPS and um, lo and behold, there were detours everywhere. <laughs> and so I was going in circles on this uh, detour, detour signs, detour, detour. So I was, I had to like, at one point I just chuckled and then I pulled over. I'm like, I'm going to have to call her. But I just thought how funny, uh, all these signs of detour, you know? So it was a good little affirmation for me to, um, to do this, but 
So I love to travel. My family loves to travel. And um, do you do much traveling? More mostly around Florida. Um, I know you go yes to the beach no. a lot. And things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm born and raised in Florida. I always wanted to travel. Um, you know, when you retire, that was kind of my thing. You know, I'm going to travel and see other places. I'd love to go to Budapest. Yeah. I'd like to go to Poland because I'm yeah. Hungarian. I'm Polish. I'm German, yeah. among other things. That, yeah. And um, but I've never been outside the United States. But oh, okay. Because Brad's a truck driver, we've I've been all throughout the continental United oh, yeah. States. Oh, yeah. There you go. I even took the kids out of school two years. Mm-hmm. And not two years, I'm sorry, two oh, months. I was like, two wow. Years. I'd be in You homeschooled them? <laughs> I'd be going, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Two weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, we took a family truck trip out west. We got to see snow. We got to climb a lava rock formation. Cool. I did homework with the kids in a place in Missouri that was an underground cold storage it was built in an old rock mine or quarry. It was uh-huh. in a mountain. Wow, that's we really cool. We drove inside the mountain and it looked amazing. All these carved out tunnels of rock. It just looked like I was in a maze and I can't believe we were driving through it in an 18 wheeler. Oh, so my husband gave me like a little anxiety. I don't know. And two children <laughs> oh, yes. in an 18 wheeler wow. for two weeks. <laughs> so we had, you know. We did their schoolwork, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, we did other cool things like like the lava rock formation. We researched that. We took pictures of everything. Well, I was just gonna say, like you know, for me, I think travel is one. No matter where you can go, is one of the best education things mm-hmm. you can do. You get fully immersed, especially if you can go into a different culture or a different country. I'd like you to get do that. fully immersed in. Just you don't realize because you're used to your life and what mm-hmm. you do and being an American and that kind of thing. And right. things don't dawn on you until you go somewhere else and you're like, oh, I need money to go pee in public. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this, you know. Um, I didn't come across any of yeah, that. But in some places things, in like, Europe, you need money to pee <laughs> in public. <laughs> I like the different accents even in, yeah. within the United States. Yeah, it's cool. You know, we got to see moose in the middle of the road in Maine. I got to see... California, you know, mm-hmm. Vegas was a really good one. We went to Vegas. It was hot. It was dry hot. One of the things we did, you guys can't see this, but Sheila can see this. Over there on my hutch, I have sand from one of the deserts that oh, we pulled cool. over. Uh-huh. Every state we went to, we picked a rock. That's what I do too. Yeah, and I then think, that's yeah. a decoration. We've got it in this big glass, looks like a mega big wine glass, you know, it's some mm-hmm. kind of decoration filled with um, sand and rocks. And we wrote the state name, and that's. Yeah, that's what I do too. I always collect um, a rock from wherever wherever we are yeah that's a really fond memory the kids still talk about it my husband loves it that's that's one of our best memories yeah and um i think so where where would be like besides budapest poland where would be like a those are kind of bucket list i want to see jerusalem yeah that's on my list too that's and australia (laughs) yeah and australia Mm -hmm. yeah that those i haven't been to either of those places but they're definitely on my bucket list too all right so well do you have any special, um, I know that we did like a little um, dance fundraiser thing within the studio. Do you have anything special coming up where maybe c- people could come see you dance? I do, actually. It is going to be August 25th. I need to look this up, so. Okay, August 25th. Hopefully I can figure out the rest of this um, podcast thing and get it posted before One then. One thing <laughs> I must say I, that has taught me through this whole thing. 
is people, my outlook on people. Yeah. I, like I said, grew up with sheriff's office, military, you know, our, our dinner conversation was a little hairy at times growing up. I don't have trust in people. Mm-hmm. And um, people are selfish. They look out for themselves and there's more bad guys than good guys. And this has really taught me that there's a lot of good people out there with good hearts that really do care. The amount of outpouring of love and attention and um, phone calls of, hey, I know I can't do anything. There's nothing I can say, but I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm thinking about you. I can't even Mm -hmm. put a value on that. And speaking of value, money, lots of donations. People are giving. And that so helped me with this insurance that is $200 a week plus co-payments and blah, 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 blah. That's really helped. Um, And a little bit, you know, a lot. I've been getting a lot of like, anonymous do with as you please and Uh, i had a hard time with this at first because we took a vacation in north carolina Mm -hmm. stayed in a log cabin went horseback riding put pictures on facebook and instantly went "Ooh, people are oh no you know you poor me they give me money and i'm on vacation well Mm -hmm. it a lot of people said you know do with as you see this is a family vacation you've got your bills paid you put most of it in you know the credit cards that had you maxed out with insurance co-pays that's all paid off do with as you see fit and yeah. making memories make memories and made sense yeah, to me yeah and spend time really with your family and everybody else agreed because i did kind of feel funny about that yeah i can see what you're saying but you know what people when you give money it's not your job <laughs> to worry about it after that you give because your heart told you to give and the rest of it you worry about i always think you you let god worry about that i always think about that with like giving to the homeless there's all this debate about should you give people homeless you know money or whatever and I don't give every single homeless person I see sometimes my heart will tell me to do it and I don't know if they're gonna buy alcohol I don't know if they're gonna buy drugs I don't know what they're gonna do with it but that's not my problem my job is to give from my heart when I feel that tug yeah and then that person does what they want but I I can't see anybody having a problem with you spending time with your family and making memories. I don't think yeah. so either. But, you know, it was a little bit yeah, of concern. Yeah, that makes sense. We though. got memories and photos and videos. You know, that'll last a lifetime. Yeah, and like I sure. said, my bills are paid. It's not like we all went off and had fun. I'm getting my lights turned off. It's not yeah. like... Ah, who cares about bills? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. August 25th, it's called The Art of Belly Dancer. Um, an amazing belly dancer n- named Sevdia, and I do mean amazing, um, is hosting this. And it is going to be, I can't really pronounce this, Genghis Khan Mediterranean Grill. Yeah. And that's in Tampa, Florida. Bay to Bay Boulevard in Tampa. Yes. Genghis Khan Mediterranean Grill. Starts at so, 7 p.m. I I'm may sure or may there's not be a way dancing. to share a link, and I will, <laughs> providing I can get this podcast actually posted <laughs> and i can figure out all that all of that stuff um before the 25th um i will i do i did make a detour facebook page so at least i can share it on oh, there there you go um that might be you know the I'm amount gonna, of talent at this thing too is gonna blow you away i can't guarantee i'll dance because i'm i have an infection right now i'm on daily iv antibiotics plus oral antibiotics my chemo is stopped in the meantime till i heal i'm out of breath supposed to dance but you know can't really guarantee i will but i'll be there awesome <laughs> awesome yeah and we do have our little um things having a halloween hofla yes. um at the end of um october first practice tonight oh my gosh it is <laughs> i gotta get home <laughs> no well shelly we've talked quite a while we have talked almost an Sorry. hour so hope we're still hanging in there if you're not oh wow this is just for shelly and i <laughs> 
but anyways so Shelly thank you for being my very first interview thank you for having yeah me. and um I can't wait to uh, see, I'll see you later tonight when we yes. um get our get, get our, our dance on. on our shimmy on our our gloves and our boas and all our uh sassy moves that we do yeah and um so thanks for sharing your detour moment and no problem. thanks for thank um you. trusting me to be your interviewer about that awesome thank you thanks you friend Uh and um, i'm so blessed that we met each other i'm very 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 thankful thank you honey thank you all right everybody thank you so much for listening and have a great day remember um go with the flow those detour moments can wind up um you know changing your life but it's all about how you want to approach it you can get stuck you can enjoy the scenery of the new route um, and you can actually turn it into something great. So um, until next time, happy traveling.